0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents.
1: Pay attention to what you get really angry about. And so if you find yourself having actually any extreme emotional reaction, anger or um, frustration, or even you know if you're thrilled about something you read, that might be that it taps into a core value for you.
2: Good morning. It's Wednesday and it's International Women's Day. Not a bad time to reflect on the fact that decisions around career and family are different for women and men. In fact, The book we're talking about today, Money and Love, had its origins in a class at UC Berkeley called Women and Work, which was explicitly focused on the economics of child rearing, marriage, and how the career opportunities for working mothers in the early 70s were limited, to say the least. There's been a tremendous amount of social change since then, partly spurred by pioneers like feminist economist Myra Strober, who I'll be talking to today, along with her co-author Abby Davison. But it's still true that American corporations are not generally known for their family-friendly policies for women or men. So if your boss and your government don't have your back, you're going to have to face some of your big life decisions yourself. Can you afford to have a kid right now? Is it worth moving across the country for that job? These are tough calls, but Myra and Abby have a set of tools that will help. They call them the 5 C's.
1: One way to slow down your decision-making is by going through each step of a specific process each time there's a big decision on tap. Our process is called the five C's, and by using it, you can ensure you've covered all the bases when making a big life decision. The first C is to clarify what's most important to you, which you do by thinking carefully about what you care about and what you don't. Untangling your wants from others might be harder than it seems, thanks to something called mimetic desire. This concept, coined by French philosopher René Girard, means that what we want is powerfully influenced by what others want, and sometimes we don't even realize it. For example, you might be very happy renting an apartment, but if all your friends start buying their own places, you may start feeling like you're behind because you haven't bought a place of your own. High achievers are especially susceptible to putting things on their life lists just because society, or their parents, think they should. As part of clarifying what's important, many people find it helpful to identify their core values, the deeply held beliefs that are central to who they are. Core values can serve as a helpful compass along the money and love journey. Once you've clarified what's most important to you, you're ready to tackle the other C's, which are communicate with those most affected by your decision, generate a broad range of choices, check in with friends, family, and trusted resources, and explore your decision's possible consequences, long-term as well as short-term consequences. The five C's won't give you the answer, and it won't guarantee that you'll make the right decision. And life will certainly still throw monkey wrenches at you, but you'll feel more confident and in control over the way you made the decision, and you'll be less likely to second-guess yourself.
2: Could one of you maybe summarize what the five C's are all about?
1: Sure. So it starts with clarify what is most important to you. Then it's about communicating with the other person or people who are involved in the decision. Then it's about generating a broad range of choices. Then check in with friends, family, or trusted resources. And the last C is consequences. So explore a broad range of consequences and different time horizons.
2: I think the first C, clarify, must be the most challenging in some way because it can be hard to figure out what we want. I mean, for a lot of reasons, including the one, you reference this problem of mimetic desire, which I recently became familiar with Rene Girard and the the thinking around this, but to realize how much of what we think we want is really tied up in what we see other people wanting and doing, whether it's peer pressure or social conventions. And the ability to kind of really understand your own needs is complicated, isn't it? Like how, how do How do you get people to really hone in on their own desires? It is difficult
0: uh, because there's so much in our atmosphere that is trying to influence us. (laughs) So to sit down with yourself or take a walk with yourself, maybe put on headphones but turn them off, (laughs) Don't, don't let any input in, just talk to yourself. What is it you really want, you can sometimes get at by asking yourself, what are your core values? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What do you really care about? And I think that helps to clarify the kind of person you want to be with for your life, for child rearing, for career, for all the things that really matter if they connect to your core values, you'll be have an easier job of clarifying what it is you really want.
1: One thing that I found helpful is to pay attention to what you get really angry about. And so if you find yourself having actually any extreme emotional reaction, mm. anger or um, frustration, or even, you know, if you're thrilled about something you read, that might be that it taps into a core value for you. And so I've I've noticed this in myself over years um, when it comes to issues of equity, because equity mm. is one of my core values. And so if I, you know, I'm seeing something on the news or reading something that violates that core value, I get very frustrated and very upset. And um, that was that's a clue for me that it's touching mm. a nerve that's connected to a core value.
2: Yeah. You can use that in your decision making. You you make this point that this problem of mimetic desire where we're sort of absorbing the wishes of others rather than our own is especially something that high achievers are susceptible to. I found that interesting in your book that some of us are more maybe because we're sort of already in a social milieu where people are achieving things that we can get muddled up and, and think, well, if that person's doing it, I should do the same thing.
0: I think that's really true. You know, high school students going through the college choice process are very much subject to that. They've got input from their parents, they've got input from their classmates, from their teachers, and trying to figure out what sort of place will help me to learn as much as I can and develop my networks and so on. Making this decision when you're 17 is really hard.
2: Just as a quick aside, my seventeen-year-old daughter has just gone through this process, and I have to give her tremendous credit because she knew her core values much more than I did at her age, or even than I do now, maybe. Because I was like, "Well, are you sure you shouldn't go to this kind of school or that kind of school?" Or here, she was like, "No, I know I want to be at a pretty small school. I'd like to be in the mountains because that's where I feel happy." So you know, she had these ideas and she never really wavered from them and it made her decision-making process fairly straightforward actually she had a small list of schools she applied and she got in and (laughs) now she's very happy i'm i admire her she doesn't need your book she's already figured it all out (laughs) well not all of us have the self-confidence of my 17 year old daughter i know i for one tend to agonize over big decisions and if you're more like me Come back tomorrow when Myra and Abby will tell me about the next step in their five-part decision-making process. It's all about communication, because even those choices you think are all about you, they have impacts on other people. And you can communicate with us by looking for the Next Big Idea Club on LinkedIn and subscribing to our newsletter. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow.